You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. What Christian really did this year for us, he really elevated the potential for porphyry and, and that concept and, and created a, he's creating incredible conceptual targets for porphyry. Um, majors are, are, are really, really active with us. There's, you know, secondary visits with some of them and uh, and they're all trying to get, get on to this porphyry thing. And, and this is very, very reminiscent to when I was running Caden of the corporate interest if I was to measure it. Thanks for tuning in to Mining Stock Education. I'm your host, Bill Powers. In today's show, we're getting an update from our sponsor, Tier One Silver. Joining me is Ivan Bebic, the chairman, Peter Dambicki, president and CEO, as well as Christian Rios, the senior vice president of exploration. Peter, let's start with you. You put out a press release with your Hurricane Silver project. Now, this one's been somewhat on the back burner the last 18 months as you focus on Curabaya. But uh, with this press release, you lifted up the prospectivity. Could you begin by reviewing uh, with my audience, why did you acquire this project and what historically has been done thus far on it? Yeah, thanks, Bill. Thanks for having us back. So Hurricane Silver was was something that our, our technical team had their eyes on for some time uh, while Kurabaya was being launched, while we commenced our first round of drilling last summer around this time and uh, or last fall. And, you know, when we acquired it, put in the portfolio, it, it came with historical workings, exploration work that had been done uh, by a private group within Peru. Uh, that were formerly of Newmont, so it matched a lot of our, our Newmont pedigree that we had within our own team. And really, by looking at the work that they had done, it had shown that it had expedited uh, all the exploration work. It would have saved us probably two years to if we acquired it and what we would have wanted to do with it, because they used all the same techniques. So we wouldn't have to start fresh. Uh, so when we got it, you know, we have these, the silver was, again, the focus uh, at Magdalena, uh, but as the year progressed and, and earlier this year, uh, we got access to this other area, Nanahuayco, San Cipriano, uh, on the northern area of Hurricane. This is a big district, uh, 30,000 hectares, uh, so over 13 different kind of targets. Uh, so when this area opened up for us on, on a socially that allowed us to get in there and explore, it came with some historical drill results that were, uh, you know, mind-boggling, right? But like the, the coppery quiv was over 5%. Uh, but what was really intriguing to everybody is um, the presence of nickel. So this is, you know, as, as Christian said, uh, the only really project that he knows of in Peru that's, that's copper nickel. And every time we speak to the majors about it or people that are active in Peru, uh, they just, they just, you can see their brains just turning. They don't understand like copper nickel in Peru. This is something you usually find in Brazil or in Russia. And these are huge projects. They can span for kilometers in, in size. Um, so it really opened our eyes. We, so we sent our team up there more recently uh, for our second phase of exploration up there. And these channel samples are, are again, evidence of, of what they came back with. Um, you know, I think, you know, over 40 meters of, of 3% copper and, and the base metal aspect to it is just just incredible. So the grades are robust there. And and as, as Ivan always says, grade is king. So let's find out the source here and, and let's see uh, let's see the next, the next step at, at Hurricane, what we're going to do. Christian, uh, this is a polymetallic deposit, as Peter has mentioned. It's copper, nickel, platinum, palladium. Uh, can you talk us through the channel samples that you just released and what are the next steps for the exploration program? Yeah, sure, Bill. Yeah. Here we did in four areas that, that is called Magdalena, San Cipriano, and Yawaiko, and also Pampayoc. We did more than 100 channel samples. 
So we sampled all the areas and was very interesting that in Ñañahuayco we got this 40, in Ñañahuayco we got it this 11 meters with 2% copper equivalent, which is very good grade. In San Cipriano, we got it in this because um, 50 meters by 150 meters. Um, we got this 48 meters close to 4% copper equivalent. So that is very high grade in these areas. So we we tested these gosans and also we extended the, the, the areas of the gosan. For example, in San Cipriano, we extended 150 meters the gosan area. So we need to test those and then we need to do some geophysics because these seals, these dikes, 60% of the area is covered. So we need to find those with geophysics, with tight lines, closer lines. Also, in the case of Ñañahuayco, the area that the, of the Gosan was 90 meters by 90 meters, but we found 1.2 kilometers away to the northwest, more Gosans with high-grade mineralization, with copper, nickel, silver, and all the PGE elements. So this area is open for exploration, has a huge potential. And now the plan is, first is more mapping something, tighter geophysics, closer lines, IP, EM, maybe we need to determine, but will be better to do it surface geophysics. And also we need to prepare, you know, the targets areas for the environmental data. We need to, to, to see the environmental polygons there to present uh, in the future of the data. In the case of Magdalena, which are epithermal structures, high-grade silver, but also with lead, zinc, and also copper, yeah, also we determine close to four kilometers of the, the, of the veins in total. So that's very important. We have 150 meters also with underground workings. So that's the vertical extension that we saw at the moment with four kilometers also extension lateral. That's also a very important potential in there. In the case of Pampayoc, also we're finding structures with nickel, copper, and also silver. But remember that this is a district, the only district that I will see that exists in Peru with nickel, copper, and, and the PGE elements plus silver mineralization. We have 13 targets, and also and only we then work in, in only four targets. And can you work this project all year round? Here in Hurricane, because it's 4,000 meters, the, the, the average elevation, we, we can work uh, from, I will say, from April to November, and then the rainy season. So we, we can work, I would say, only until November. Okay. So your flagship, Curabaya, which has been the focus, as I mentioned earlier, the last 18 months, you put out a press release about the CSAMT geophysical survey, and you needed this to determine how to better target the copper porphyry. Uh, talk us through this and why this is significant, please. Yeah, it's very important because we finished the field work, 40 kilometers, now we're waiting for the final results, 3D inversion, and also some final maps that is going to come in, in a week, 10 days. What is important is that we're finding conductivity anomalies, resistivity anomalies, and that's very important because we are doing also the relogging. And in the relogging, we, are, we're, we found two intrusives with porphyritic text, texture, and that is matching with the, the relogging with the CSMT. So we saw that we need to drill a, a little bit in the central part. Uh, last year, we drilled more focus. We, we've been more focused in the veins, lateral from this, in the borders of these anomalies. But now we need to drill in the central parts of this CSMT anomaly. So we're getting anomalies in CSMT. That's very positive with the reloading showing to us the existence of those in, in, of two intrusives, some quartz sulfide veinlets 
also molybdenite veinlets. That's very important to have all these characteristics for a better targeting in the porphyry. What more needs to be done before you finalize the targets? Well, now we're waiting for the final results in, of CSMT. We're waiting for the final geochemistry grid sampling that we have done in the area where we can find, you know, scar mineralization in the area that is in the upper part of these CSMT anomalies. We're waiting for that in 30 days. And also um, after that, finishing the relogging, we are going to be prepared to test this possible porphyry source. Peter, are you getting any interest from uh, corporates, majors? I know we've talked about how there's been interest in the silver aspect of Curabaya, but now you're talking copper porphyry, which could be huge. Uh, the majors like these. Uh, any interest here? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because obviously our, our sole focus when we first launched Tier 1 was, was Curabaya, our flagship, was the the silver, the high-grade silver that we're, we're chasing after. And uh, with the emergence of the, the porphyry at Curabaya, kind of split that story into two and uh, had equal amount of interest in the silver and the, the copper porphyry target that, that we're trying to hunt down. And then Hurricane comes along and here we go, uh, silver targets and then the space metal uh, target coming to life. So uh, really, the, we're getting interest on both on an equal amount from, from corporates and majors. You know, we have signed CAs with, with some of the biggest out there uh, who it seems to be split. You know, people love the silver. They love the porphyry potential. Uh, but Hurricane has now shown this uh, extreme grades that uh, of, of copper and nickel and platinum palladium and, and some gold up there as well. So uh, it, it's... Uh, it's, it's really split. And, it, and that's a good problem to have when you have multiple assets with multiple, uh, multiple parties interested in it. So, um, so we love it, you know, obviously we'd want hurricane to just, you know, open the doors and let us get in there and, and, and get going to see what we got there. But, uh, uh, going through the process as Kristen mentioned and, and, um, and, and taking it step by step to really figure out, you know, what the net, what the next target is there. Ivan, I've been told that an asset is only as good as the people in control of it are. So can you talk us through your executive philosophy of leading an exploration company through a tougher market such as we're in right now? Sure, Bill. That that comes with a, a lot of optimism and perseverance. And that that is probably the most important ingredient. And those of you who've obviously listened to Peter and, and Christian the whole year, these guys are super excited about what they're doing. And no one sees behind the scenes of these companies on how challenging it is internally to keep your head up when everything you do doesn't get rewarded or it goes against you and shareholders are extremely frustrated. Um, the word patience comes into play too, because we're seeing these targets and our confidence is more than double what it was when we first went out there. And, you know, the, the one blessing we've got with both our projects is, is great. And when I first entered this business, I had a mining mentor, Dr. Roman Shklanka, who found six major mines or seven major mines around the world. And I learned everything about geology with him for about three years, two hours a day sitting down with him. And, and he taught me three three key ingredients. Uh, number one being grade. As Peter mentioned, grade is king. Number two is the um, address. Are, are you near anything of consequence? And when you look at Curry Baya, I mean, Sarah Verde is number five in the world, porphyry or copper producer. Um, you look at Tokopala, Kiaveco, 100-year mine life's address is mind-blowing. So, of course, there's going to be some serious interest here. And lastly, the age of mineralization is is paramount as well it, it's not the be all the end all but you know we dated a lot of our silver stuff earlier in, in the project and, and the events of the creation of curry bias mineralization or alteration some of it was matching exactly to the mines next door so the odds are in our favor i will say that 
you step on a project and if you sample veins thin or thick, but let's go with thin veins. And we've seen, you know, a meter to a couple of meters of kilo or better in over 70 veins in a 20 square kilometer area. I mean, what's, where's the source of this silver coming from? Is there a porphyry underneath it? How rich could this be? These are anomalies. And we've talked a lot about how unique this is as a project. And for me, I mean, great is a curse and it's a blessing at the same time because it can distract you. And, and what Christian really did this year for us, he really elevated the potential for porphyry and, and that concept and, and created a, he's creating an incredible conceptual targets for porphyry. Um, majors are, are, are really, really active with us. There's, you know, secondary visits with some of them and, uh, and they're all trying to get, get onto this porphyry thing. And, and this is very, very reminiscent to when I was running Caden of the corporate interest, if I was to measure it. And uh, it's, it's it's not drilling yet and hitting yet, but it could drill. And, and for us as explorers, it's about what if, what if we hit, could it be a 2 million ounce equivalent gold deposit or a 25, 30 million ounce gold equivalent deposit? And Bio has that huge swing. And, and now we're seeing Hurricane. It's a lot more than a backup asset with the grades that you're seeing, the, the, the things that Christian explained here. And the majors are circling that as well. So I think the ingredients of the projects in this company are the key ingredient for Peter, Christian, myself, the rest of the board to keep going and, and truck through this difficult market and fight thick and thin. Um, I'm, I'm super impressed with how they've done this, where they've come to. Um, it's hard to con contain our enthusiasm. Seems over the top when the markets are falling apart. But, you know, the project is really, really on Kuribaya advanced properly towards that real shot independent parties are taking notice and look it's real simple these are very very high risk but very very high reward type of projects so i'm accumulating more shares now because of how cheap we are and you'll see it on my inside filings and you know i'm taking advantage of lower prices but i'm aware that we're going to go out there we're going to swing and if it's there i'm going to be a hero in my portfolio it's going to do extremely well if it's not there you know hurricane follows curry Baya about six months later or so after we drill curry Baya would be the reasonable logic or a year out but the targets are going to be just as exciting from what i can see now to drill or even more equal than uh, curry Baya. so there's a lot of depth in this company and um i think for the most part it's, it's perseverance and optimism you have to believe in what it could be as far as investors go I understand how tough it's been. I understand how it's gone. And right before we got on this call, I, I asked you guys, you remember $32 silver when you would say silver and the stock would go up or there'd be huge liquidity on, and the stock was performing extremely well. Well, we've been under $20 silver for most of the year and you have to respect that. But you also have to remember when silver comes back to life and, and there's a really good call on silver, a lot of longs in it, shorts have covered, you know, I think that there could be a tremendous return just off the silver aspect of our project. And then copper, because everyone knows we're we're chasing copper with our group. Um, you're looking at a big surplus of copper right now, 350, you know, a pound or so for copper. But in 2025, we're looking at 26 million tons of demand and 19 million tons of production of copper worldwide so a big deficit's coming and so a lot of people have been fixated on the fed and the rates and you know that's really interfering with the markets and we want clarity we want the midterm elections to get through is this the bargain of a century does it get a bit cheaper you know i feel like all the heirs out of all the juniors and I'm not just buying tier one i'm buying quite a few companies at these cheap prices because i think the turn's big 
I think there's looming production cliffs in all metals and no one's talking about the lack of discovery. No one's talking about the production cliffs because those are a problem for bigger companies when they start showing declining production and they can't surpass the year before its production. So I think we're in, in for incredible bull market. I think we are close to the turn. We might be at the start of it. The only thing I couldn't quantify is how long the turn is going to take before we turn up. But I'm hoping for a very robust, you know, post-election first quarter of next year. And I think we're we're close to some of the end finish lines on on rate moves and you know economies that can push only so far before things really get ugly or really get good. In the case for for metals, and I, and I most certainly feel metals are the next wave of of a one of the waves that's going to really drive people back into speculative gains, and and that's what we're waiting for, and that's what we're looking forward to. Peter, as we conclude, uh, talk us through the treasury and what should investors look for next, please. So with our treasury, we're in a fantastic spot, uh, Bill, where, you know, um, we're not up against it. Uh, we have enough uh, in our treasury last through Q1 uh, of next year. And so we're going to learn a lot more in the next 45 days on um, our last results coming in from both of our projects, uh, how we're going to hone in our targets on our potential porphyry target at Kuribaya, plus the precious metals, the silver targets that we really want to go after and drill uh, at Kuribaya as well. So. Uh, the next you know, month and a half is really crucial. We understand where the markets are at, what they're doing, how volatile they are. Uh, but when it turns on, you know how fast uh, it can happen and then how fast we can, we can hit the trigger as well. So we're ready to go. We're ready to turn it on. We're ready to commence, but we're watching because we got to be careful uh, in these markets as well. Okay. The company's website is tier1silver.com, ticker symbol TSLV in Toronto and TSLVF in the States. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show today and providing this update. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts it might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well, or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.